if you worked at Budweiser, you worked at Anheuser-Busch, and then this whole yeah. campaign comes out, and then people are, people are in an uproar, or maybe one side supports it. Yeah. yeah. But then, like, if your stock drops, if they they need to like restructure the company, if things change economically, if you just worked there, even if you you knew nothing about Dylan Mulvaney or who that person is, it could impact your job yeah. or your retirement, right? <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week on the Elite Sales Podcast. I'm joined in studio this week, Yoel Ainalem, typ- typically behind the uh, running, running the spaceship, but joining us you know, as a guest, co-host John Backron. How's it going? Fellow Elite Syndicate. So I actually wanted to, to, today what we're going to be talking about, we're talking about the importance of small business, mm. the importance of small business in general, and also what it means to you. So if you guys aren't aware for the people that are on this team, you have a small business. Yes. And I think, I think for some of you really ambitious people, you don't want it to be small. Right. You want it to be a big business, but the, the root of it all starts with a small business. And here's the reason why it, it, small business is important. Um, but before I get into that, actually, I, 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 wanted, I wanted to complete a story I was telling you the other night. So, the, so just the other day, um, last week, two weeks ago, I had, a, I had an agent that, that was upset with me, right? No. So then, <laughs> that story, <laughs> that story. I was. I started to tell you all, and and this this agent was just giving it to me, and he was just like, he was just like calling me names and all, all kinds of different stuff. It's whatever it was it, he it wasn't working out for his business, mm-hmm. and I gave him, I gave him some suggestions. He followed some, chose not to follow others, <laughs> which you know I'm not. I'm, this is not not against anything against that agent, but I'm just I'm telling the story because he called me. He called me. He's like, you're a phony nice guy. He's he's like you're you're a slack jawed huckster, yeah, like, he, like all, all kinds is. of really creative names and nineteen twenties insults. Slack jaw huckster. Good race. <laughs> <laughs> but you know he started he started calling me all these all these names and the the root of it was because he was frustrated that his business wasn't growing. Yeah, you know I gave him some suggestions. I was like, hey, why don't you hop on live dials with us? He said it wasn't for him. You know, so to each to each his own. But then, you know, it, it got to a point where you know. He was obviously clearly upset with me. He starts calling me all these names and he says, you're a funny, nice guy. You have this, like, you're just trying to, you're just trying to make, cause I, I just asked him, I'm, I'm like, okay, you can, you're entitled to however you want to feel. If you feel that way, what can I do to help you from this point? Right. Cause I'm like, obviously I can't help you. you know, so the, and then, and he was like, he's in he just says like, I wish, you know, I just, I just wish the, uh, the, you weren't such, you weren't so transactional. And the world, I want to live in a world where it's not so, tr- things are not so transactional. And I'm like, I don't control the world, buddy. Like, I can only control what I do. So what do you need from me? So, you know, I, I even offered to, to help him with some leads at, at a certain point, but I told him I need these certain conditions to be met. Yeah. You know, just so I, we can get some results out of it because it's a two-way street. It's a business. two-way relationship. Yeah. But then, you know, it eventually got to the point where it was just, it was just like name calling just, and I was just trying to keep it professional. Like, I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not saying this because I'm trying to paint myself in a good light. Yeah, you're not a phony. I like to, I like to think I'm not. <laughs> we got to so hear the fake nice phony. guys. Uh, story, <laughs> well, I, mean, I told the guy, I'm like, look, I'm I'm not perfect. Yeah. If, if you're trying you're trying to point out bad things that I've that I've done or 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 poor qualities about me, you can find it. I'm like, yeah. I'm not discounting that, but I'm just asking, trying trying to figure out this particular situation. How do we how do we go? How do we move forward from here? Right. And then and then so eventually we kind of hit a stalemate. I just apologized to him and I said, all right, if you ever think of think of a way I can help, let me know. It was it was kind of made me reflect on this whole small business thing because 
the whole time, the whole time when we had this conversation and it was not a very productive conversation. Yeah. But as we continued on, I was, I was like, okay, you want to blame me for everything that's that, that did or didn't happen in your business, which if you want to blame me, that's okay. But even if any of that were true or any, even if all of that were true, what do you do from here? Yeah. Yeah. Like my life is still going to be the same. Like, how does that help you? Yeah. I think he needs to grow up honestly <laughs> like i don't know i think a lot of people they 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 interact with people that are nice but then they 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 want they think that that person's a phony because they can't like either take advantage of that person or that person isn't as aloof as they initially may have thought like for example maybe the the, the interaction or dynamic that you guys had you know, he may have like misinterpreted your guys' dynamic as, oh, this guy's giving me this, so I don't need to do anything. I can roll over this guy or whatever it may be. And then you said, oh, no, I'm actually not that guy. You're actually not going to do this to me. And then he's like, whoa, you're being a phony. It's like, no, you just may have assumed a certain dynamic that is actually not the case. You know, so, yeah, it's just you got to like, you know, I think with with people, they just need to just, you know, sometimes just grow up and just know that hey, like, this is a business, this is a professional dynamic and professional relationship. If it can be a friendship, and you can be at peace, then great. But if not, that's life. Yeah, your, uh, your conversation actually led me to my to the, my topic of my meeting. Um, and I, I went over this before too. But it's all about your locus of control, right? It all comes down to your control. There's external and internal. Okay, internal locus of control means whatever happens, it's on you. That's your control. External locus of control is you're blaming every other factor and it wasn't your fault, right? And so if this guy blames everything, it's the leads. It's the leads you gave me. It's what you did for me or what you didn't do for me. He's not taking any accountability for it. And until you take accountability that you are in your own small business, you control all of your own, all of your small business. So if it's meant to be, it's up to me. And if you internalize that, no matter what happens, people in here, man, there's like the top 10% in the business. Like, dude, it doesn't matter. Market can go down. You know, the, the leads can dry up. They're going to make it happen because they have a good internal locus of control. Yeah, it's funny. Like, I, I was watching this video and there was like a guy that had a really bad relationship with his dad. And uh, his dad apparently was an alcoholic, just really treated him bad. And they had like an awful relationship. And he talked to this uh, this pastor and you know he was confiding with confiding with this guy and the guy was like hey you know i you know what i think you should do i think you should apologize to your dad and the guy was like what are you talking about i'm going to apologize to my dad like he treated me like this he was so bad to me and then and then the pastor was like you're right he was he's like yeah i know he he was he's like yeah but you guys he thinks he's right you're you're right too but that's the problem. You guys are both right. Like, yeah, if, if it's someone else's fault and your life is bad and it's all of these external facts, you're right. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't solve the problem. You know, it was a really cool, really cool moment. Right. And I'm, I'm not denying because because the thing is, it was it was kind of a funny, funny insult to be hurling at me like you're a funny, nice guy. Like my head, I was thinking, like, I don't think I'm all that nice. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm, I try to I try to be nice to people. I try I try to be fair with people. I try to be straight up with people. You guys know me on like on like outside of outside of business hours. Like, I'm not that nice. Well, like, I make it known I'm not nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, think, I, think, I think you're I think you're nice. I don't. Th- well, I think the dynamic, maybe the initial dynamic that you guys had was, you're here's here's this, 
but he actually may, maybe didn't actually think there needed to be accountability. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it was kind of like, um, oh. Albert, that... I am just beside myself right now. I'd like to know who this is. My blood pressure is up right now. Like, I am. <laughs> what is he, 13? She's ready to scrap. He has evidently traded in kind for entitlement. Mm-hmm. He obviously has no kids, no problem, no debt, no real. You g- goodbye. If yeah. you can't handle right. that, and, right. and you have, if you have Albert as an upline, and you have problems, you need to go be a hermit somewhere because you cannot deal with any part of the world if that's the case. Yeah. 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 Well, I I appreciate you coming Shame to my defense. Just got our back. That is the word. Shame. Shame, shame, shame. He's he's actually in your hometown if you want to want to just get Are you serious? I'm just kidding. I'm just no, kidding. I'm just no, kidding. No, kidding. Sure. <laughs> Trish is about to go door knock right now. <laughs> no, we're not we're not we're not naming any names. And like, and like I'm bringing this up not because like I'm clearly not a victim in this situation. Yeah. Or I'm not trying to get anyone to to feel bad for me. Like I I'm, I'm trying to dissect this whole thing because you know when when he made that when he made those statements part of it part part of me was like okay where is this coming from why why does he feel this way about me and i'm like and then part of me actually reflected upon it and i'm like is there any any part of this true cuz mm-hmm. is there something for me to learn from this and then you know as as i was as i start kind of recalling everything so i you know i brought i brought points up and he was determined to disagree with me on everything yeah so you know he every, everything i brought up he he would be like yeah but still yeah but still <laughs> and he just give me he give me those type of arguments which you know he's entitled to feel everyone. Like I like I said, I don't, it, does, it doesn't it doesn't change who I am, unless there's something worth changing in no. that situation, that type of arrangement. But as as you know, it made me really reflect on some of this stuff, and I was just like, yeah, you know, maybe I could improve in certain areas. However, I don't feel that that was the case in this particular situation. So it is what it is, and so I eventually got to the point where I'm like, okay, so I don't I don't know what you want me to do here in this situation. I don't know what you want out of me. I'm like, you're choosing to focus on these things, which I don't agree with, which I don't believe to be true, but you're, you can, you continue to choose to, to, to keep this perspective. So, I mean, like, if you want to continue to fixate on these things in which I don't agree with, what do you want to do going forward? Cause I'm going to continue to work. Right. Yeah. So what do you want to do? Yeah. And you know, he, it just, I, th- I think he was upset that I wasn't more upset. <laughs> <laughs> so then, you know, so he, he, he was upset, which eventually got to the point where I was like, like, I don't know how to else help you. I apologize. You feel feel this way. You know, I wish you well. Let's move on. It's funny. But yeah, some people are like, they they like like to get, sometimes they like to get the last feeling one. of, yeah, like they like to get in your head kind of like they like to, that feeling of Make like. Make you feel guilty or something? Yeah. Like it gives them that resolve for some reason. Like maybe a younger version of me, I probably, I probably would have been like, all right, let's, let's just fight. Let's just, let's just, let's just, <laughs> let's just handle this. But I got, I guess I got to this point where I'm like, I, I know he's I, clearly he's frustrated. Yeah. And what's the source of his frustration? Did he, did he want, did he want results to be better? Yeah. But so did I. And like, you know, I gave some suggestions. He, he actually told me how to train better. And I'm like, you're basing this on what? Yeah. Like, when, when a person's <laughs> experience. Well, yeah. not even trying, like not even doing what you know, <laughs> you're instructed. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not instructing, right. But you're not following the instructions. Right. Nor your, your, yours is theoretical. Yeah. I've actually done it. Yeah. The thing is, it, it always comes back from a zero blame game on the individual. So everything has to be moved around because there's no blame on this side. 
Right? Yeah. So you you didn't train better. That's why I didn't get my results. Well, I mean, his his thing was you don't you didn't take into account that I don't have, I have no sales experience, and I'm like, bro, hardly anyone has any sales experience. <laughs> it's a new experience to everybody. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, like, I acknowledge there's a different learning curve. I acknowledge people learn in different ways. I acknowledge that people you know see things differently, and that's this is what our conversation, our productive conversations should be about for us to figure out how do, how do we tailor this to help you? And but that's a telling sign though. Like in our business, you know, you got to have tenacity, you got to have perseverance, but you cannot have that if you're blaming everything else and you're not taking control and ownership of your business. Yeah. Right. Like no matter what, we, we get this a lot, right? We get people asking for a different upline. We get people asking to move to different teams. What's your upline got to do with you going to work? Right. <laughs> your upline don't make you money. You make you money. Right. Yeah. So when you blame external factors because you didn't get spoon fed, you didn't get the hand holding, you didn't get the additional training, you can go online. <laughs> you can go on dive, live dials. You can go on YouTube, right? Like Here's the thing. I mean, like if someone's running 20, 30 appointments in a week, and they don't get any results, then I'd be like, yeah, maybe I can't help you. Maybe, maybe it's, be, it's above my head, which that's never going to happen. No. If someone's running 20, 30 appointments, they're going to sell. Dude, and that's no. the bottom line. Sales down, won't land in your life. Yeah. Right. Results may vary. <laughs> Disclaimer. I mean, it, I mean, they, it always, always, always goes back to activity. Always. Always. It, 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 I don't care what, what question or rebuttal or rejection. It's like every time he said something, you should have said, okay, how many door knocks? How many calls did you make this week? How many people did you talk to today? When you were at the last restaurant you were at, did you introduce yourself? Did you try to ask them about what they were doing? I mean, like, if you're not talking to people constantly and working constantly, how can you think you're going to be successful in this? I mean, I literally am past exhausted from talking to people about this all the time. I'm in the grocery store right now to get some last minute stuff. I'm going to take it home. I'm going to cook. And then I'm going back out 20 minutes from my house to run an appointment. Nice. And I have a blended family. I'm fat. I'm in my forties. I'm tired. Don't say that. Okay. And I just, I, I am so like the spoiled brat that called you goodbye. If you can't make it through something like that, and Jean is spot on. He's deflecting everything that he knows is wrong with himself. You were just the one that answered the phone. Yeah. You were the one that answered the phone. It was going to be somebody else if you didn't. So that's just terrible. I mean, it's, but you know what? It's, unfor it's unfortunate that, you know, that, we, that we'll never get a chance to fix that situation. Because I mean, I, I, I didn't give up on the guy. But then also I'm like, he's not going to be worth my time if that's the attitude that's going to prevail, right? Yeah. yeah. And not I can't help him. And just, just to that, like, this is a sales position. This is an entrepreneurship individual position. Like, not everyone's cut out for this, you know? Right. People sometimes needed to be like, where's the training manual? <laughs> Give me this. Let me follow it to the T. Let me not expand and wing it and type of things, right? So when, when you have that type of individual, even if this situation was fixed, in the interim, how many more times will that happen when that personality will continue to pop up? Right. That's not the type of people we want. That's not the type of people you should recruit. But it's really good for you to identify that immediately so that you don't want those headaches. You don't want those drama queens. Right. Plus, I mean, aside, aside from the fact that he was lopping a bunch of insults and then like questioning my methods and then even nitpicking little things that he, he mis misrepresented that wasn't, that wasn't how, how things happened. 
I was, I was, I was listening to the whole thing. I, did, I chose not to escalate the situation because I'm like, he's determined to find fault with me. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. But I, part of me was just thinking like, okay, so even if, even if some or all of this was true, is none of this of your business, your responsibility? <laughs> like <laughs> it's all, it's, it really is all me. Yeah. And, and, you know, Trisha, I, I, yeah, you know, I, I appreciate you, you know, coming to my defense, you know, even though it's not real, not necessarily needed in this case, but I pre- I appreciate you just taking that, taking that position because that actually represents why you are a top producer within the agency. That represents why you continue to produce at, at high levels consistently because you take personal responsibility for everything. Yeah, you didn't take no BS, no BS, Trish. <laughs> well, I think that there's so many people that get into this and they haven't had a real world atmosphere. I came from the car business in North County of St. Louis. Mm. This is like paradise. It's just there's no gratefulness of what it really could be and how bad it could be. And going back to, you know, John, you're talking about we'll go online and all the training and, and it's all good, whatever. But the training does not teach you how to be active or persevere. And I think that's like going forward this year, like when I look to hire folks, that's like a big thing that I'm looking for is, yes, we all need a little or more training than others, but how bad do you really want to do this? <laughs> like, really, like if you don't really want to do it, then maybe we need to reevaluate the nature of our relationship right yeah those are good interview questions to asking about like you know what's the hardship that you've overcome in the last like month or a year or something that you're really proud of that you persevered about but you know what i've come to learn in 17 plus years of being an insurance and building an agency what you ask people during interviews they not, not, not all that important they tell you what what they think you want to hear yeah. <laughs> or they tell you what they they may genuinely believe it yeah but then i guess over the course of time this is where you show who you really are Right. Yeah. Consistently, who who you can, what you continuously do, what you consistently do, what you consistently show, your your character over the course of time. And like, because this this guy was like 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 insulting my character, which generally I'm I'm not, I don't take it. If we're like, if it's a personal situation, like we're fighting, right? Yeah. Yeah. But then in that situation, I'm like, okay, well, look, maybe it's true, like however you want to see it. But this is over the course of time, you'll prove whether or not that's true. Yeah. And that's all. That's all I'm really concerned with. It's probably ego too. Like a lot of it is ego of like not wanting to fail in front of others or like, Oh, you know, I know this, I know how to do this. And like, it's their own, yeah, it's their own like frustration of, you know, maybe having to start over, you know, it could be a lot of things, but I think a lot, a lot of it is ego because he's trying to tell you what to do. Like maybe he had a really great position he lost it. And now he's like, he can't reconcile the fact that, you know, he's having to learn something new. You know, you never know. Or, I mean, yeah, it's a blow to the ego sometimes if you're trying something and, you know, you feel like you're giving it your best effort. Yeah. And then you don't get results. Then, yeah, I mean, it's it's frustrating. And I, and I, and I share that frustration in that, for that that part of it. But as far as everything else, I'm like, yeah, we, we'll, we'll just agree to disagree on, on the rest of that situation. So enough with that. I mean, and, and if that agent's watching, which I highly doubt <laughs> in this situation, but, but if you are, I wish you much luck. I, I, uh, I, I hope some some of this stuff. And if you ever want to talk on a on a calm, rational level, I'm always down. Right. So. What about um, boxing? Yeah, this is like this is like a seven in the ring. Yeah. You can do that. This is like a YouTuber like apology video. Like no, no, no I, I I really I really hope I'm I'm not trying to paint myself in in a victim light whatsoever. I'm just 
trying to bring this up because it kind of it kind of dovetails into our next topic, which is which is about why small business is important. You know, mm-hmm. small businesses are important because number one, for for all of us that are small business owners, you know, that's how you generate your income. Yeah, that's where you develop your professional reputation. That's where you uh, prove whether or not you understand how this capitalism game game works or not. Yeah, you know, because the thing is. Regardless of how your results may may work may turn out, there's people in this business making money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's always successful people, just about every industry that's lasting in the insurance industry. It's one of the most profitable industries in the entire in, in the entire yeah. world, right? In the economy. So, when it comes when it comes to and a part part of the reason why I was uh, thinking about all this, I was I was we we were talking. We have we have a group chat in which we were discussing some like political issues and social social issues and you know some some of the stuff that came up and like obviously some of it's you know just on a very you know fun level yeah but then part of it we're tra- we're just trying to understand which we don't have the answers for. but then you know we're, we're we're talking about you know the S- svb and the bank runs mm-hmm. we were talking about um bud light and this whole this whole like <laughs> outrage over dylan mulvaney you know being named as a spokesperson and 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 uh yeah and then and then we're talking about COVID regulations and population control and all kinds of like <laughs> pretty unproductive stuff. Right? So it doesn't pertain to our day-to-day life. Um, and part of the reason why it doesn't pertain to our day-to-day life is because we run small businesses respectively. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because the thing is, if you, if you think about regardless and not, this is not to make it this whole thing political. I mean, regardless of however you feel about it and you're entitled to your feelings. If you worked at Budweiser, if you worked at Anheuser-Busch and then this whole yeah. campaign comes out, and then people are, people are in an uproar, or, or maybe one side supports it. Yeah, yeah. But then, like, if your stock drops, if they they need to like restructure the company, if things change economically, if you just worked that, even if you, you knew nothing about Dylan Mulvaney or who that person is, it could impact your job yeah. or your retirement, right? Yeah. Well, also, it just it, it affects how you like. For me, I have a lot of friends that work in the corporate world, right? Yeah. They work, you know, at schools. They work in like big, you know, agencies and big you know, uh, what do you call it? Like fortune 500 companies, right? right? Yeah. Because, you know, they hire the most people, but, or no, they, they don't, but a lot of my friends were, and like, there are certain subjects that they just don't talk about because they're scared mm. because when you work for these big companies, they have a certain narrative that they're trying to push. And if you don't fall in line to their kind of narrative, then people look at you funny at the office. They, you know, those yeah. slack yeah. conversations are a little bit different. So I think for, for all of us, you know, for me, obviously I'm a media and, and, and have my own media thing going on. Um, we all kind of are our own bosses. Like no one's going to fire you for having an opinion that, you know, doesn't align with someone else's, you know, it's just, you can be free. And I think like, maybe a lot of us take that for granted. Maybe we don't use our voice for, for good or to communicate our, our viewpoints, but you know, I think that 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 should not be overlooked because a lot of people are biting their tongues because, you know, they may have bought that house. They may have, you know, just signed that that lease for that car. And, you know, if they say the wrong thing, you know, they don't have the savings. You're talking to HR. Fired, you know, exactly. Like, it's just real. Yeah. So I think we should all be super grateful that we're able to uh, control our own destiny. Yeah. Every there, are so many things, there are so many things you cannot say to your clients either. We, we think we work for ourselves, which we do. But if you have a client, you got to be very politically correct about everything else too. So I kind of disagree with that because I've been corporate myself for several years. And then I also sure, work for sure. myself. So the difference, me, is the, the difference is the same. One is where you are subordinate. One is where you are 
you know, your for sales sure. guide. For sure. So, so say, so say you did disagree with your client, what would happen? Well, the client may not want to buy the product from you. Right? Yeah. And, and also how, how often is that really going to happen? Like how often well, is that conversation? That's, that's besides the point. The whole idea here is that you got to be careful because if you're not careful, the chances are you lose the client. And that's the reason a lot of times, like, for example, Albert just uh, told us the story about this guy. He could have been rude to him. He was not a client, but still, he was nice to him. So we have to be nice in a lot of ways sometimes, just even though we don't agree with them at oh, yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, there are times where during the Zoom meetings, I want to tell them something that I just don't want to, like, you know, I want to tell them, but I will not tell them. So <laughs> for sure, being, I mean, respectful, yeah. of course. being being respectful, being you know professional is never out of the question. That should always be the case, right? But you can be respectful and still tell what you want, but they will still want to disagree. Then they'll want to disagree. That's that's the whole thing. You yeah, can be right and still be wrong. That's doesn't really get in. Trump not not trying to make this an argument, but I have realized that over good. time, especially on social media, uh, I've I've noticed that a lot. This oh, morning, yeah. I got a message from one one of the social media friends. Like she do you don't like me? I'm like I'm just commenting commenting to your post, not to you. And yeah. it was one of those things. But but I understand that you know it's easier to be when you're working for yourself. And if you say let's say if you lose a client, it's kind of okay in a way compared to losing a job where you have uh, really worked hard towards and you say something that makes sense, but someone will, will disagree with you, and then you might have it might cost you. So. No, I think that's beautiful. I think that that's, I mean, even that conversation you had with your friend is super important, right? Because then you got a little bit of clarity. They knew what they were, you were coming from, you know, and vice versa. So I think that, I think that that's kind of where the direction that I'm going is like, you know, some people are even scared to have those types of conversations. So, you know, you should always be respectful and not bring up things that are offensive, you know, just for the sake of it. But if you have an opinion or feel strongly about something, then having discourse is always something that's super important. A lot of the this, is this is such a main point because like, I'm not saying I'm super successful in productivity, but one thing I am super successful in is finding the road blockages and trying to find the leadership skills to get out of the road blockages I put on myself. <laughs> so that is a main, this is such a, this is such a collection of knowledge that we're coming together with because like I'm very provocative. I'm very it gets the people going, you know, they say that. Like, but that gets in the way of my business so much because I'll be in the club and I'll be working and I'll be doing what I have to do. And a guy will literally say, Oh yeah, I was so interested in clicking on your link, but um my wife, uh, if she were to see that I was doing business with you she would kind of get confused on why I'm doing such a morally correct thing. And then she sees your body and she's just like, why are you talking? Yeah, so that is a main, that's a really big thing. It's like, this is what I really love about Sean Mike is that he really is like sitting in a throne and like saying, okay, well, let's see who you are. And when you see yourself, are you going to have the integrity and the leadership to change it? Or are you going to continue to look at your faults and let your faults get in the way of you progressing and being actually successful? I just needed to say my piece. Okay. Appreciate your thoughts. And I, and I agree. I think both of you guys have made really good points. Because yeah, because the thing is, just because you have your own business doesn't mean you have free license to say whatever the hell you want. Yeah. That's not, that's not, that's not this point. And it's also, it's also, you should, 
still be socially responsible for the people that you care about you're impacting or you care about having a relationship with. But, uh, but you know, it's true. I mean, like the thing is certain times you don't need to share everything. Yeah. It's like, you know, we, we had a, we had a coworker. He, he wanted to, he wanted to go do a presentation for, for insurance presents to the client gets to the close this is John Franklin. And then he's, and then he brings up his football team. And then the other guy had a rival football team and he's mm. like, I don't want to take it. And he no canceled way. the policy or he canceled the sale wow. strictly for just something like that. Something as silly as that. You, yeah. you never know who you're dealing with. So well, that's important. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but but to to your small business though, if you can find fine tune your small business, right? It's your business. You can choose your clients. You can choose the direction you want to go. Maybe you're rubbing the wrong people in the wrong way. Okay, delete them. Maybe that's not your clientele anyway. Right? Exactly. Find the right niche in your business that you connect to. Think of like an Italian restaurant. What do they sell? They sell Italian food, right? Are they attracting Asian food clients? They're going to attract people that want Italian food. Now, if you can specialize that, you have like something great about your product, you're going to attract those type of customers, right? So think about in our business, um, we have so many that we can work on from final expense to IUL, from the, from the Medicare side, all of these things. If you can fine tune, get really, really great at it, you're going to find the right clients and they're going to keep coming to you. And you want to write, you want to rub the right people the right way. You Attract people the right way. Yeah, 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 that's what I mean. <laughs> it's not rubbing, man. It's kind of rubbing. Not like that. The business you're trying your, to do. Just have your head in the gutter. <laughs> you guys need to relax. No, uh, no, I think, I think it's good because if you're doing business with people that, you know, really ride for you, that you can be yourself around, like, that's huge. You know, you, you spend so much time working that wouldn't you want to be around people and do business with people that you know, see life at least somewhat similar to you, or at least respect the yeah. differences that you have with them. I think that's incredible. Yeah. Well, there's always a market. It's always a market out there for whatever it is you're selling. Yes. I mean, look, look at look at Charles Manson. He had women wanting like like throwing themselves at him while he's yeah. in prison after committing serial murders, <laughs> right? Because of his interviews and stuff, right? Guys, yeah. guys, I have know. to I have to intervene. I have to jump off. I love this call. Um, they're all your clients. And, and I appreciate the last two people that were speaking. Um, they're newer and I, I really, I respect everybody's views, but I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> you're selling yourself. Yeah. It doesn't matter the product. So you cover everybody with kindness and you solve their problem. You don't talk about politics and you keep it kind and they fall in love with you. And it doesn't matter what you're selling it doesn't matter how much it is they're going to remember jean they're going to remember yo yo they're going to remember albert because you meant something at that moment in their life and then the money and the product and all that falls in stride and the young lady that was just on there if you've got and i couldn't see you but if you've got it going on god gave it to you use it to your <laughs> advantage and if he says, well, my wife, 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 well, invite the wife right on in. Well, who's your wife? Let's get her involved too, right? Always make it a party with everybody, you know, and be kind to all of them. And if you can stay away from politics, you know, everybody's got their own opinion. It's not more important than the sale or solving their issue. It's just not. We're in a business. We're there to do that. We're there to problem solve and help families. And sometimes you just got to, put that on the shelf for a few minutes and bite your tongue it's okay you know what i mean when you leave that house or that call it's not going to make a difference in your life anyway 
You know, I'm always mama bird. So there yeah. you go. We needed that. Yep. We need some feminine energy. Some I know. Feminine energy. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so, I mean, yeah, as far as your political views or how, how you view social issues, look, you're entitled to however you feel. And if you choose to express yourself that way, you're also welcome to do so. However, the thing is, you got to look at your business. Yeah. If it starts impacting your business adversely, then you may consider changing some of those things. If you, and if it doesn't matter to you, do you. Right? <laughs> right, that, that, that's the thing. Because for, for a lot of people, I mean, if you look at, I, I was a Ferrari or Lamborghini. One of them said they don't advertise at all. Yeah. Because those are not, that's not the clientele that they're, they're seeking to find. Yeah. People that consume advertisements, people that sit around and watch TV. That's, mm -hmm. that's not the market. So the thing is, you can make whatever choices you want in your particular business if you have control over your business. If you're an employee at a big corporation, a Fortune, Fortune 500, Fortune 100 company, you're subject to whatever they tell you. You're at their mercy. Yep. So, I mean, and, you know, maybe it may not be fair, but guess what? Life's not fair. Life's not yeah. fair. It's not fair to change it. <laughs> you either fall in line or you get out. That's yeah, you can't compl that, that, that's, that, I think, drives me, drives me crazy people that complain but won't change it like you, know, you have the power to change it saying right and then and then not to get into the political side of this but you know we're, we're just when we're talking about big businesses and if you're an employee and you work for somebody and you're subject to someone else's control i mean even if even if it's a corporation I mean, even if it's not necessarily their rules i mean we just we look at strange time that we've been living in we watch we, we saw these videos of the, the world when it stood still there's no one's no one's outside every everyone everyone's like quarantined or, or, or mm -hmm. sheltering at home or whatever they want to call it. Right. Mm -hmm. However you feel about it, it happened. Yeah. And, and the thing is the corporations or your, your company, they may have some regulations. They may choose to enforce something. And some of them didn't even have a choice. Some of them was like the government said, we're going to fine you yeah. or whatever government agency said, this is going to happen if you don't do this. So, I mean, we're all subject to some type of control if you work for somebody else and you are part of a part of another company. Owning a small business, we have, I have a small business. I'm trying to make it into a big business, but you know, yeah, I technically have a small business. Right. So the thing is during, during the height of COVID, when everything was shut down, we're talking about how, Hey, there's no bars open. We can't go in there. <laughs> Rest, restaurants were only, were only delivering. And most of them, most of them were shut down during that time. And then, you know, my heart goes out to all the small business owners during that time that Rough. it went under. Yeah. Right. Corporation, most corporations survived because they had, the the, uh, the luxury of either government assistance or whatever the case may be or you know mm -hmm. so even without getting into all that i mean look looking at looking at how these external factors could impact you whether whether you're part of it or not if you're if you're, if you're subject to someone else's control this is why running a small business that provides value is, is vitally important like even even during that time let, let's let's put the insurance part aside let, let's say during during the height of covid they're they're shutting everything down if your toilet gets clogged, if you need to call a plumber, a plumber's still gonna work during that time, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So that person found a trade that 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 provides value no matter what the economy looks like. Like everyone's gonna have to continue to go number one and number two, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's and, recession proof. And what's funny is uh, <laughs> some some restaurants did like it's some restaurants in Orange County in a bar that you know I went to during COVID. No violator. I know, I know. Like they stayed open. Like some people were just like some restaurants. You know, we're like, you know, screw you. Like, this is my business. I've worked hard for it. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a red blooded American, just like everybody else. And I have the right to, you know, keep, keep my business open. And I respect that. 
You know what I'm saying? Whatever you say about, you know, a lot of businesses went under, no one gave them any assistance. And, you know, the people that stayed open, they stayed open. You know, you can, you know, this is just how it is. You know, they took it, took control of their life, which is really cool. So I think, you know, if you have your your own, your own small business, you know, you, you can, you can, you can not, I'm not going to say break the law, you know, because we have a, we have a cop in the, in the, uh, you know, in our, in our, in our, in our, in our group. No, I'm just kidding. But, but, you know, you just, you, you got to own up to take responsibility for your life and whatever happens, happens. Well, that's an interesting point you brought up because here in LA, there's, there's people that are trying to throw parties and up in Hollywood Hills and, you know, there, there's the influencers and, you know, they're, they're, and so like governor, the, the mayor actually went and, and, and had, had the power shut off yeah. at that place. Just, just because like they said, Hey, you're, you're gathering more people than, and this is, this whole thing's not against like an anti-government, you know, controlling thing. But my point is in Orange County, yes, there was a lot of bars that were open. There was a lot of restaurants that stayed open throughout. And then they didn't, they didn't mask up. They didn't do anything else. And the thing about Orange County is there's a lot of private money. Yep. In Orange County, there's a lot of private wealth. You know, the 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 the, uh, the, the county or the state or or certain cities have have filed for bankruptcy many times during that time. But there's a ton of money down there. It's all private money. These people have their own businesses, or they're independently wealthy, or they have they took care of their own business, mm. right? So the thing is, they couldn't like who's going to go down there and shut them down, right? If they say like, hey, we're going to find you, like we run our own businesses but like what are you really going to do right yeah. so you know there's that one strip down in Huntington Beach we, we went to everything was open bars were crowded main oh, street yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. so that that goes to show like how how important it is for you if if you don't like the things the world around you if you don't like certain conditions around you this the only reason the only way you're really going to have a voice is to take your business seriously and to put in that work figure out a plan and continue to grow it yeah because you can complain from from the bottom your voice is going to be muted for the most part. Right? Yeah. Got to be taken very seriously. So if you, if you, if you really, if you really want to make a difference, I mean, take care of your own business first. Yeah. When you turn it to a big business, like look what's happening in the, in the bigger scale of things. Like I remember Tesla, they wanted to stay open. The governor of California wanted to shut them down and you know what he did? Well, I'm going to move to Texas. Yeah. <laughs> he threatened to move to Texas. He got a permission and he got a, a grant to be able to open up. Yeah. <laughs> and he still moved to Austin, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. when when regulations and control happens, if you are a business and you turn it to such a big business, you have an ability to just relocate. Yeah, you have you have options. Like for me, like I was doing my taxes and I have an LLC that I run all like the media stuff that I do, like editing everything, like even stuff here. And like I told the guy because every year in in uh LA or in in California, if you have an LLC that you have to pay an $800 LLC tax, like just off top, even if you took a loss, no matter what. So I was like, man, I don't want to do this anymore. He's like, Hey, you can, you know, register it somewhere else. I was like, yeah, let's, let's go to like Wyoming. So I, so I registered my new LLC in uh, Wyoming because I didn't want to pay that. And there's no state tax. You got a PO box out there. Or yeah, I, have a regist- I have a registered agent. The IRS is furiously taking notes. Right I mean, it's, it's legal. See, that's the thing. Maybe like, you will. It's, it's legal. I'm not, I'm not hiding it. Uh, but no, that's the nice thing about, you know, being yeah. in America and, you know, having your own business, you can kind of play by those rules that you know, people play by, right? Which is, you know, try to figure out different ways to do things. That Same thing with you. your uh, your uh, real estate, right? Your, your, uh, your domicile if compa- compared to living in California versus like living in Nevada or, or Florida. Yeah. Play the system. 
Well, I mean, so all, all these things, I mean, Pierce was on here t- telling us about it, like, like the car thing, the car yeah. thing, which I thought was like, Hey, this, this is gold, <laughs> but this, this is all for all of us as small business owners. Cause the thing is there's no instruction manual saying like, Hey, this is every step you need to take to get to that point. Cause there's a lot of different ways to do it. Yeah. And then the people that have had a ton of success, I mean, they, they built it into a big company and you're kind of their competition. They're probably not going to be sharing that information with you. So, but the thing is it's out there. And the thing is, if you're willing to put in the work and you're willing to, you know, put in the time, you can figure out a way to make it work. But the thing is, if your business is not working the way that you want, if you're not getting the results that you want, I mean, reflect a little bit. Think think about it as, have you done everything that you could possibly do to help your business get to where, where you want it to be? Yeah. I think that's the next step for me. Like for me, the way I see my business, okay, it's, it's starting from a small business, but as soon as you turn to a big enough business, you got to lawyer up, right? Yeah. You got to create like LLCs, entities, and, you know, lawsuits, things that can happen. And I think that's my next phase. Like, all right, maybe I'll need lawyers soon. God yeah. bless America. <laughs> <laughs> because like what you, you said, rich, rich people problem. The information is out there. Either you're going to do the research or just pay somebody else that's, already known about it yeah. an accountant a lawyer uh, what's happening <laughs> how do i make more money how do i keep more money <laughs> right yeah i mean which which kind of brings me to, sometimes like i'll i'll uh, talk to agents that come on board and they'll be like hey how, how'd you build an agency up to this point blah 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 or, or how or you know what what have you been selling and i said you know my, my main thing when i came in was the focus on building yeah. and then when when agents are struggling selling sometimes they're like oh i want to do that too right mm-hmm. and i'm like okay why why don't you then? Right. So it costs money. <laughs> sometimes people are putting the cart before the horse. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm nothing special, but the thing is I've been in the industry for 17 plus years. I've, I've learned some skills along the way to, to know how to build it a certain way. And I had, had a vision of how I want to do it. But if you come in and your, your, your thing is you got to make money, you got to figure out how to sell. And it's not really figuring out how to sell. It's more about figuring out how to work, create a, create a system in which you can stick to schedule you know, have, have a source of source of inventory that comes in, whether it's buying leads. If you want to do the warm market thing, you can do the warm market thing for a bit, but you got to figure out a system that, that ongoing brings you activity that generates you revenue. Yeah. yeah. And if you, and if you can't do that, or you don't want to do that, because I think most people say like, oh, I just don't like calling. I don't like being on the phone. I don't like calling. And it's like, okay, well, if you, if you don't want to do that, you can pay someone to do that, but how are you going to pay someone to do that? Yeah. Where did that money come from? So that's the golden question. Yeah. And sometimes that when you, when you think about that process, you're not even thinking big business. You're not even thinking about the business. You're just thinking about one small process of right. your business. Right. So when we, we went down to uh, Santa Ana one time, uh, it really clicked to me. Uh, us three actually went into a, a, an investment venture with this company, right? My Green Network. And so this company, it's a kitchen. <laughs> it's a kitchen where people will come in and be able to use their kitchen like an Airbnb style. Right. Um, but for them to use their kitchen, they have all the tools, they have all the things they want to create a product for food, edibles, whatever. Before they go, come in there, they interview them and they say, what is your formulations? Okay, It's like, what is your business structure? What do you got? What's your formula to make this? How are you going to um, magnify this business? How are you going to scale it? Who are you going to sell to? How do you do marketing? What's all that involved? Not the process of cooking. <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. When you're thinking about our business, you're complaining about dialing. That's part of the cooking. Well, what about your business? How do I get clients? How do I reach my clients? Where is my profit? How do I continue to make profit? How do I grow my team? 
these are the big picture questions we got to ask to run your business. Not about what do I say on my next dial? What do they say if uh, they say this? <laughs> yeah, like most, I, I think Kevin O'Leary in an interview one time said like, most people have the product and service, but the issue is they can't get their customer acquisition costs below, like low enough to a point where they're yeah. profitable. So if you look at like, I never lost that, like, because it made things so simple, right? Like in this, I mean, in, in life insurance, you have the product. So now, okay, now I need to get customers. Mm -hmm. It's super simple. Like everything else doesn't actually matter. Yeah. If you have those two things, product, which is already said and done in the way to acquire new, new customers, you know what I'm saying? That's it. Yeah. A consistent way to acquire new customers. Well, isn't that the crazier thing about our industry? To sell our products, you don't need to go and purchase it in advance. Like with the, the CBD company, yeah. if you want, if you want to, you want to grow that thing, you gotta have to have to go purchase the inventory, figure out how to how to how to make it into sellable units, yeah, and then figure out and then market it. Dude, their right. minimum requirement and distribution and all all, all yeah. the other steps. Like you have to go through all those steps. And with insurance, you don't even need the product first. Like get appointed with a carrier. Yeah, you're licensed to sell the products. Boom, that's all you need. Their minimum requirement says you need 100,000, 50,000 to, to make it, 50,000 to market it. <laughs> and if okay. you don't have that, you're out. Yeah, to start off. That's their like suggested stuff. Like Makes people, sense. like think about it, like to buy a Burger King, a McDonald's, an In N Out, to a franchise, that you need a lot of money and capital to start it off, to start making money. <clears throat> Same thing with real estates, right? Yeah. You need a lot of capital to buy their real estate to make some passive income from it. What do we need? I've been a, I've been a subway franchisee. I had two subways uh, back in the day. Hey. I started one from scratch, which is a vanilla box, which is a great experience. And the second one that I bought around three years later was uh, something that was running down. Well, it was a rundown business. And I've turned it around within three months. And that's when I realized, I'm like, you know what? I'll go with the rundown stores. And at that time, I was a realtor. I mean, I still have my real estate license. I was also a loan officer, too. So I figured that, you know, <clears throat> I'll start consulting for subway folks, like subways, uh, people who are interested in subway franchise, and also get them loans as well. But too bad, the real estate real estate recession was right, right, right around the corner. So that whole thing shattered. But to your point of uh, the franchise, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of work, a lot of hassle. Retail business is not as easy as people think it is. A lot of variables. Yeah. A lot of variables. Especially and the biggest problem that I've noticed that I've realized is the employees. If, if, if you had a 70%, if 70% of your workforce was great, you could have multiple locations. But it's the other way around. <laughs> Where it's 70% is always like, it's a, it's a high turnover. So it's not yeah. fun. And, and even though that sub, subway obviously had a formula that works, yeah. you know, they, they, they have a, they have a pretty good plan set in place and they have the infrastructure and everything else, but it's not easy, right? It's not easy. There's a couple of fine prints. Uh, <laughs> and at the end of the day, you have to follow the rules, right? right. So, yeah. so then that makes you think, okay, well, why not just remove the subway sign and have something similar, which you guys go to all the time at mom and pop sandwich shop, just multiply it by 20. And then eventually call it a franchise and you can have your own attorneys and your own corporation, right? There you go. Well, that's money, yeah. problems. Like one of, uh, you know, uh, you know Raul, the game, you know, Raul, uh, he's the guy that yeah. owns the, uh, I don't know. It's a different one. He owns the Boxing. UFC. Oh yeah. 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 Anaya. So yeah, he has a UFC gym and what he did is he just had it, the UFC gym for a little bit. And then he's like, okay, I'm giving up the licensing. And then he just turned you know, into his, yeah, he just turns it into his own. He brands it himself. Hardworks fitness. So yeah. a lot of people do that where it's like, 
they use the franchise as like a you know to create the system Mm -hmm. and then once they have it established they're just like you know screw you we don't need the branding anymore and then they just keep it. He kept the same colors too. Off, <laughs> brand, like, off nice. brand, baby. Smart, <laughs> smart. Same clientele, but like, you know, they're siphoning a lot of money like every every month, right? For franchise fees. Like that's that. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a royalty that you pay uh, on sales. And then of course, there's initial franchise fee. For example, I'm still a franchisee because I already paid it like 20 years ago. So I can open up a Subway anytime I wanted to. So yeah, I'm still a franchisee, but then do you have royalty? I think Subway is at 13% right now. When I was a franchisee, it was 11%. Something like that. That's wild. One of the highest. Yeah. That's a great point. But there's always like a give and take. So the thing is, there it's a business relationship. And you know, by you being a franchisee, yeah, you got to pay your franchising fee. But the thing is, you get their marketing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's it's a short shot basically because the location opens and you're doing you're making money from day one. You know, people know that Subway is already here because they already have a sign posted couple of months before it even starts and that's the strategy right so people see the subway sign all the time yeah. and they're like oh subway coming soon you know or any anything else too so but yeah that's a great deal that's a great thing about it but the only thing is that you know i don't think most of the franchises are as supportive as you would expect them to be mm. and subway is one of them <laughs> oh it's not it's, supportive it's not as supportive now oh, okay. and also you're competing with your own brand like there's no rule of where can you open oh, the subway? I see. And being a dumb franchisee, which I was one, of, I was thousands of them, one of the thousand of them, uh, thousands of them, where we don't read the agreement, we don't have an attorney do that. I mean, we don't carry one. And then next thing you know, they're opening up a subway franchise literally four blocks away from you. Yeah. I had I had four around me for my second one, uh, four around me. So I was the fifth one within a mile range. And if you look at McDonald's, they're usually two miles apart. I remember back in the day, Starbucks had like Starbucks is across each other. Yeah, yeah but see, Starbucks is not a franchise. Uh, uh-huh. You can you can have ten uh, Starbucks within you know, like I used to when I used to be corporate uh, back in the day. I was working at uh, you know in a high rise building. There was a Starbucks right there, and then there's a Starbucks literally across the street. So it doesn't matter that I mean, right? Like if the demand is there and you can keep the demands there plus plus it's not a franchise, it goes to one company, so it doesn't really matter. Making money. Well, the market will determine that in most situations. You know, yeah. In in our in our situation, it's just like just like with the subway, just like with the franchisee, just like with any other type of business, it's not designed to be easy. I mean, not designed to be easy if you want it to last long term, because even if you thought think you got it all figured out, things change. Yep. Yeah. Economy changes, you know, the times change, you know, regulations change, I mean, stuff happens. But the thing is, if you really commit to making it work and someone's going to make that money, some business is going to go out there and, and they're going to succeed. So you have to make that decision for yourself. How badly do you want your small business to actually work? Yeah. And what are you willing to commit to it? And what are you willing to adjust with it along the way? And if you're going to give up at the, at the first sign of, of it being difficult, I mean, I hate to hate to break the bad news to you, but not only will that not work here, it's not going to work in any any big endeavor you ever want to accomplish yeah. because it's just it's designed to be tough. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it, and it would be undervalued at that point anyway. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really just makes a difference on like how big picture you can think about it, and, and we make it so simple, we make it so easy, and how fast we can make money that we kind of take it for granted of how big you can really make this. Like just just even the fact that you can hire and recruit without completely going hand-holding 
across the state to a different state, yeah. all of the United States and how big we can make FFL be. Right. It's Especially crazy. with today's technology, you can do so much. Yeah. That's right. I just wish they, they mandated life insurance to people. I don't know why, like auto and home. We would be out of business. It'll, it'll really? You think so? If they mandated it? <laughs> yeah. There'll uh, be like four main corporations just like the gas stations and stuff. <laughs> well, That's the thing is being a, P, being a PNC agent that I, I, I do PNC as well, of course, which I think you guys, one of you guys know at least. And uh, I mean, of course, I see competition all the time, but at the end of the day, I mean, I see it this way. Yes, I make, I, I, I make good money with that. And also the fact that, you know what, everyone's secured that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and true. it really helps when it when you really get into an accident or a situation where, you know, it's the same thing with life insurance and annuities too. It's long-term. It helps you when you really need it. So why not you make it, it with minimum debt benefit? Well, when, whether whether it's, it's life insurance is mandated or not, I think there's still always going to be a market share out there, you know, yes, for, exactly. for the consumers. Yeah, so, and the thing is, yeah. we look at we look at food. Every, everyone needs to eat. Yeah. 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 But there's tons of different restaurants out there. And then people people make their decisions based off of who markets better, who who has good customer service, who yep. what their prices Absolutely. are. I mean, lots of different factors. And that's us as individual business owners, our decision to figure out how do I make my business grow to the maximum capacity in which I'm willing to work for it. Because the thing is, you can't be like, hey, I want to go and run this as big as a McDonald's if you don't have that work ethic. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't have that vision, if you don't have the, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to invest and risk that much into it. So, you know, we all got to make that decision for ourselves. So as a small business owner, you know, from one small business owner to all of you guys out there, I mean, I'm just challenging all of you guys, you know, let's, let's make sure that regardless of how you feel about any of the political issues out there, any of these social issues out there, they're going to continue to exist, whether, whether, you know, regardless of our opinions. So the thing is, how do we, how do we uh, get a bigger voice for ourselves? How do we, how do we make a bigger impact? We got to handle our own business first. So let's make sure that as small business owners, let's go do, do the most that we can. Let's, let's commit to whatever you want to get out of it and then continue to continue to grow, continue to flourish, continue to help the people around you and just continue to grow. And then if we can do that, we have a lot more control that we can potentially make an impact on the things that may not be, be that big of a, make that big of a difference at that point, because we're so immersed in what we do, but it, to have those options is always gonna be nice. Being, so, abyss, being for yourself, you'll have a voice. That's right. right. And then if you don't do anything, you have no voice. No. <laughs> and deserve, and undeservedly so. <laughs> so hope that helps, you know, let's go out there. Let's, let's focus on your business. Let's, let's get it to where you want to be. If you guys need help, please do reach out. Um, Appreciate you all. Appreciate John for sharing. All of you guys for, for hopping on and sharing. Bar for 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 guest producing today. Good job, Bar. So uh, let's go out there. Let's continue continue to push your small business. Let's make an impact in our in our communities, in our overall society, and let's make let's go be elite, guys. Sounds good. Adios.